Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a wonderful person on the show today because I know the people that are listening to this and watching it are interested in knowing how to empower themselves after loss. And we have got a wonderful expert who's done that for herself and for thousands of other people. So I'm excited to have you introduce her today. Yes. Hi, Anna. Anna Elizabeth has been on our shows before. She's been on our podcast. She's been on our cable show. So please, if you're interested in hearing more about her, go and watch these shows. She is, has got some incredible information and she's going to talk to us about it today. She is the founder of the Five Facets of Healing, which we will be talking about today. She is a personal coach and she is the author of Digging for the Light. And Anna is also no stranger to loss because her little boy, Gavin, died of complications after childbirth, and he was only 26 minutes old. So she's going to talk about how she not only survived, but eventually went on to thrive. So welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Anna, I wanted to get right to it because you've got so much wonderful information in your book. It's uh, a great resource for people. But I wanted to talk to you. What are the five facets of healing? So the five facets of healing are the gifts that we are born with. They're the natural resources that we're born with. And they are the academic facet, which is an ability to learn, an emotional facet, which is ability to feel, the physical facet, which is the physical body and the physical environment we're born into. The social facet is our ability to connect to the world around us. And the spiritual facet is the essence of who we are. It's that spirit or soul inside of us. Wow, that's a, that's a lovely way to look at it. It's actually individual. So even though we're all born with those abilities, those gifts, they're different for each one of us. The details that comprise each one of them are different. So what I do when I'm coaching people in active grief or if they're looking to move beyond bereavement is to help them identify those resources and how they identify with them. So if they have a particular facet, say the social facet that they're having conflict in, maybe as we all know, sometimes our friends leave or we become distanced from family members who grieve differently than us, then I would help them to identify what those struggles are within that facet and what resources then they can use to find resolution in that conflict. Basically, what I've discovered is that the five facets are, exist in a hierarchy, and at the top of that hierarchy is one of those facets that is responsible for driving our success and our suffering. So when we can tap into our own hierarchy, then we can better put to work for us those resources that we are born with. If someone is having conflict with their spiritual facet, what basically what I do is I just ask them questions then ultimately to help them find the resolution that works for them. Because as you and um, Heidi and we all know that 
all of us have different conflict and different things that have value to us. So the spirituality is very broad. And so I would ask somebody, you know, what is your spirituality? What are the values that have been instilled upon you? What are your beliefs? What do you really believe or not believe based on your conditioning? What do you want to believe? And then I share of the thousands of people that I've talked to different things that others have shared with me. And then I can say whatever works for you or a combination of those things, apply them. So have you got a specific thing that you've said, seen really worked for somebody? Uh, really the biggest thing is one, your show, Hope. Letting people know, just hold on to hope. But then also what really works is just for people to know that they are unique. Their grief is unique. Their healing is unique. And time is not what heals us. We heal ourselves with time. And so a lot of the same thought is not Heidi. Time doesn't heal us, but we heal ourselves with time. I like that. That's kind of a, a, a twist on the time thing. You know, time mm -hmm. wounds. We heal ourselves with time nice Thank you. and I'm wondering with that in mind um, did you use some of these facets to heal yourself with time over time after Gavin died um, yes actually so many of the things that I share in the work that I do were epiphanies and aha moments that I had in my own journey things that I discovered and learned but also things then that others um, have shared with me that they've learned. And, and I just compiled all of that into this program. The academic facet is the ability to learn. And so if that's at the top of somebody's hierarchy, basically there is an incessant need for knowledge and information, um, both that, again, drives their success, but it also drives their suffering. So there's always a need in a search for answers. Now for me, when I first applied this theory to myself, I had the academic and the social facets in a dead heat, which would be right. So what then I did is I started breaking it down. And I realized that for me, where the question came out was where do I go for my answers? So when I have a question or a conflict, I go to people. I ask them what their experiences are, how they feel, what they've learned, what they know. So for me, most of my knowledge is acquired through people, which put the social facet then at the top of my hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So when I'm successful and feeling successful, people are always in the mix. I'm uh, helping them, right? But when I'm not feeling successful. People are always in the mix. So what are they thinking? How is what I'm going to do impact them, et cetera, et cetera. And so all of the facets, even though there's a hierarchy, all of the facets impact our lives on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. It's just that there are some that are more prevalent in everything that we experience than others. Looking at these facets also within, with your family members, and we are so critical of our family members because uh, they don't want to go to groups and they're, you know, they don't want to do that. Well, they're probably not in the, the social world. That's not the way they do their thing. Looking at your model in this way, can, you can cut some people some slack, don't you think, Heidi? Definitely, because you can start to understand it, like, like Anna explained, from their, their perspective. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
as we said, sometimes we expect people to grieve and behave the way that we do. And that's, that's pretty common and universal, which in some ways is kind of tragic, but our culturally we've been conditioned that way for years. And one of the things that I often experience is comparison. And I'm sure, I, I know you've talked about this in some of your other shows, comparison, comparing one loss to another. People tend to think that the death of an individual is the ultimate loss. And that's a go-to. And in all the workshops that I do, the first question that I ask is for people to put a one or two word sentence, describe what they think grief is, loss is, and healing is. What I do is I break it down. Our society tends to, to use the expression loss and healing or grief and healing, but there are actually three individual components and they are autonomous. So loss is an event and it doesn't matter what that event is. And my program talks about five umbrella loss categories and then there's a gazillion subcategories, but loss is an event, an event that causes us some type of pain or suffering then our grief is our individual response to that loss. And then healing is the resolution of our conflict that comprises our grief. So when we can systematically break it down, which is what my whole program is about, is helping people to systematically break down their pieces. And one of the things that I always say is when people feel overwhelmed, it's because there are so many mo moving pieces. And so I help them just to identify those individual pieces, what they represent to them, where they want to go. My book is Digging for the Light, One Woman's Journey from Heartache to Hope. And it is a memoir that chronicles a seven-year period. I call it a reflective memoir because not only does it talk about all the losses that I had in that seven-year period, but it reflects on the things that I learned to help me move forward in healing. Um, the... The book on my program, The Five Facets, I'm actually working on that now, and hopefully it will be released in the Lovely. next year. Um, my networking neighborhoods, as I say, um, I, my website is www.thefivefacets.com. I'm on Facebook at The Five Facets of Healing, Instagram, um, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Do you have a Facebook group? That you're doing? Um, I do. I have a private Facebook group and it's all things uh, grief, hope, and healing. Okay. Fabulous. 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 And uh, you do coaching though. Where are you located and, and do you coach online? I do. I coach over the phone or I do have an office in Elmira, New York. Um, I have a YouTube website also, um, a YouTube channel where I put up a lot of videos and I'm hoping to do more of that. And hopefully within the next couple months, I'll be releasing uh, different online programs as well with some of these components that people can use. Um, at their own leisure. Thank you for all the wonderful work you're doing and give us one last piece of advice for somebody who's really suffering right now and looking for hope. What would you suggest? I would first of all say my heart is with you and second of all um, what your show is about. Hold on to hope. It will and can get better. Just know that it can. Uh, Fantastic. Well, thank you, Anna Elizabeth. You're fabulous. Well, you too. Thank you so much, ladies. I'm so grateful for all you do for the community of grievers.
Thanks, Anna. And for those of you that would like to see more of Anna, please Google Open to Hope and Anna Elizabeth, and she's on episode 135. And you definitely have dug deep after Gavin died and you have found the light. So thank you so much, Anna, for sharing this with us. Thank and you. Thanks, thanks everybody for watching this show. I hope that you've heard, heard some great ideas about empowering yourself after a loss. And Heidi and I will hope you'll visit us at opentohope.com. And we also hope that you'll tell your friends and neighbors about it who've had a loss because we really are here for you and for those who are trying to find hope after loss. And thank you again for watching. And Heidi and I, and I'm sure Anna Elizabeth want to remind you, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.